the, you know, the question of rebellion, it's so much of it is default assumed to be what the kind of 60s rebellion represented, which was fundamentally an anti-authoritarian rebellion against the previous generation. And there was much more of a, a generational consciousness then. I think each subsequent generation has tried to repeat that, but it feels always a little bit hollow just because um, I think things have probably become a lot more fragmented since then. So you, you haven't had a kind of new generation which has entered the universities, had a disposable income suddenly and has rebelled against its parents. You know, I think subsequent generations have been a little bit more confused. Um, but it, it, it does raise the question exactly of what rebellion consists in and that it doesn't necessarily need to consist in a sort of you know anti-authoritarian fuck you dad kind of thing it can be in a kind of like you know why dad why do you care so much i want to care less about things or i want to care about different things and what it really brought to mind uh was i had so i had this line manager in a in a previous job in the in the previous decade um who was a very very gen y you know i think he had like come of age in the late 80s early 90s and you know, I think me and another colleague said, like, you know, we were interested in politics, we were discussing politics, and he thought that that was just the lamest fucking thing. He was like, what? Why are you guys interested? When I was growing up, we just wanted to, like, smoke pot and, like, do alternative stuff and, you know, set up our own raves. And for him, it was all about rebellion was expressing a kind of cultural rebellion and was a kind of, a, you know, letting yourself off the hook of the responsibilities and demands and duties of past political commitment uh, which, you know, even even for the for the Gen Xers was all about idealism for their children. It was like an, a sort of anti-idealism, at least in terms of not being beholden to the responsibilities that idealism imposes. And instead just saying, well, I want to do my own thing. I want to basically allow myself to pursue interesting consumer things uh, and not uh, not be responsible for society. You know, mm. basically, we don't live in a society and I want to do my own fucking thing. Fuck you. Um, and. Yeah, so it's it's, it's it's not that kind of anti anti authoritarian um, impulse. So it's not a straight reaction to that kind of sixty eight anti authoritarian. No, it, it's not um, a conservative response. It's, no, it's more just it's an anti idealist yeah. uh, rebellion, I, which is really odd. And I think and and okay, that was slightly different because he's talking about smoking pot and wanting wanting to like. Uh, set up his own raves and whatever and thinking politics was like a dead lame thing to think about and to care about um you know the, the example given of buddhi buddhi i still can't pronounce his name you know Buttigieg. how do you say it i i i don't know i've read his uh his father's translations <laughs> of Gramsci. But something, but no, something, but, but yeah, yeah. I think it's but anyway. Mayor Pete, Mayor Pete, let's just call him Mayor Pete. Of a guy. No, don't, no, no, and no, look, it's like Boris, and no, don't call him by his well, I don't know name. how to pronounce his surname. Any Buttigieg, he is, is a guy who thinks it's being it, he's being really cool in saying, Hey, we should have consensus, we shouldn't have all this like polarized, angry stuff. Like that really turns people off, man. And he couldn't be further from the truth as our discussion about the, the waning consensus in American politics about the previous article really demonstrates. 